Welcome to episode 244 of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. And that's John. I'm John. <laughs> Welcome to episode 244. Today we're going to be talking about all the RPGs and none of that 5th edition. Um, we're going to go over some different RPGs that we've liked, that we've played, uh, different systems, even though they're and some that we haven't liked. Um, but just different systems altogether that are different than 5th edition, uh, with all the hoopla going around. So we decided, you know, hey, topical and fun. We will not be talking about the hoopla, though. <laughs> no not hoopla talking. Like, a lot of rant. Um, and it's been said and done. We all know what it is. If you don't, just go look it up. Um, but we're going to talk about other things because John and, I've all, John and I have always been big promoters of other RPGs that are not 5th edition. Um, I mean, I've never even played 5th edition. Correct. But we've always been like, hey, let's try out other systems. I think there was a tweet that, uh, thank you to Wizards of the Coast for uh, letting let's, people let's, play no, new just don't. Just RPGs. Just fucking don't. <laughs> but, just don't. But it was not interesting. Start it. But... There are people that were looking into other systems, and we thought this would be a pretty cool subject. Yes. Um, and it actually came up with my, what is it, work role-playing group. Uh, they decided they wanted to play something, and I was like, I have no clue where or what rule set. So I will find that out, and I will go check. Um, so that's what kind of brought this up. Uh, but before we do that, let's get to the business. We want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our files and getting it out to everywhere so they can see everything. Um, we want to thank Turbo Dork, of course, for their awesome paint line, their metallic and color shifting. Um, be on the lookout. I'm sure they're probably going to give us some new swag or stuff to give away. We want to thank Parabellum War, Parabellum War Games that makes Conquest. Um, for their awesome game. And if you like the Conquest stuff and want to play it, um, make sure you go check out the website and you can get some uh, discount off your order. Uh, we're going to talk about Midnight Heroes. I talked to them this week. They are working on a special miniature for Warfare Weekend and I was giving approval to some designs. So maybe we'll see that soon. Uh, also, he'll have a new Kickstarter coming out. And of course, like I said, whenever he is ready. We'll have him on here and we'll talk about the new Kickstarter. And if you like all the chibis and other cool minis, don't forget to check them out. They have a good discount code where you can get a percentage off and pick up a bunch of cool stuff. Um, I think I got everybody. Yeah. Um, so let's give our shout outs. We want to thank Legionnaires for keeping it uh, on top of us today on giving us who to give, sh give shout outs to. Um, Fred White is a uh, drummer from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Gotcha. Um, Jeff Beck. I mean, if you don't know Jeff Beck, go go learn about Jeff Beck. <laughs> and like he's not what I'm super familiar with, but I've heard of him many times and understand that he is, uh, you know, legendary. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Lisa Marie exactly. Presley. Yeah, Lisa Marie Presley, yeah. Yeah. Who I've never heard any songs from, but I mean, we all know her as being popular for being Elvis Presley's daughter. Correct. I mean, um, and, and married to Michael Jackson for 12 seconds. Yeah, I think that's... And Nicolas Cage for 12 seconds, apparently. <laughs> Odd, but okay. 
So uh, shout out to them. Uh, we also want to shout out to all the people that listen and watch it, watch us and our different parts, uh, whether you're doing it live or you're doing it through all of our streaming services. Uh, don't forget, if you have any topic you want us to cover, let us know. We'll cover it. The product you want us to review, we'll do it. So, and if you want to come on the podcast, just keep mentioning it on the page and then get in touch with us. Maybe we can make that work. Yeah, especially if you have something really, really cool to talk about. Like um, like Battletech. Battletech. <laughs> you saw on the Facebook page, someone was like, when are we going to do cro- that cross-podcast stuff? I'm like, just, just talk to us, man. We're happy to have people on. Which, actually, you know what's funny? It's actually been a pretty hot topic around the area because the Kickstarter start, new Kickstarter is what? March during Adepticon. Which is mercenaries. Uh, 65-ish days. There yeah. was a, you can join for some playtest files. Uh, if you if you sign up for their newsletter thing, you get playtest files. So you can take a look at the stuff that they're working on. And even take a look if you want to help them last minute playtest. Because it's still Kickstarter, so they're not going to release in the rules super quick. But if you're interested in looking at for playtest stuff, just jump on that list. Go to Catalyst Games website and then... Jump on there, and they'll give you a direct download to those files. But yeah, it's coming. They'll give you a direct timer. It's like 65, 64 days, something like that. It's not long. Which, how are you? I mean, you've done all the Kickstarters that they've done, right? Yeah, I've done the other Kickstarter, yes. How is their turnaround and everything? Did you see any issues? Because a lot of people are kind of nervous about Kickstarter, but I don't think they've had any issues, have they? I think Kickstarters being a problem are not entirely a thing of the past, but more of a thing of the past. Catalyst Games Lab is a company that knows what they're doing, you know, again, they're a big company, so I'm a little, I'm not super happy they're doing another Kickstarter, but I understand that it's a way for a smaller company to jumpstart more miniatures. Look, I understand plastic molds are not cheap. I worked at Games Workshop for long enough to so have an idea. They've come down in price, but I know what they used to cost, and even if they've come down by 50%, yeah, since I worked there, that's still a lot of money to put in without anything it's easier to have the money there and do it but they were good at fulfilling it i was not displeased they had a little problems their dice apparently but they fixed them all i mean i understand it if you're a company out there you're gonna have problems it's cool understand problems happen you fixed it jobs are good did um they pretty much deliver right around when they were supposed to uh, i don't look at delivery dates oh. i don't fucking care but it was it wasn't out, it, it wasn't it definitely wasn't an outrageous like they were a about, year later or whatever. It wasn't the first. Um, what was the name of that game? Relic Knights. It wasn't <laughs> the first Relic Knights. How about that? Yeah, because I got everything from the first Relic Knights. Second Relic Knights is another problem, but <laughs> we're not here to talk about that. That's another rant for another time. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they have stuff ready. I just got to buy something on their website and they'll ship it to me because they're charging me shipping for that. They'll throw it in the package. I'm like, I understand it. I mean, yeah, I understand totally, but. Sure. But there's been a lot, you know, I, I go with Bainey on, I, I'm always leery on any Kickstarters that I do now. I'm always cautious enough that I'll take thing, but Catalyst has been known to do theirs. I mean, so I'm not worried about it. You're still staying Bainey on. It's a hundred bucks. Like, sure. It's money, but it's not, it's not that bad. And you can't, judge a company based off what another company did that's not fair you know i can tell you that you know the first one delivered fine was good thumbs up that's all you can say um so let's get to the important question sean what are you drinking i have a moscow mule and and two bottles of water already so yeah uh, one bottle of water and uh, this much 
of uh, that. There's much of that. <laughs> um, I am sticking straight to water tonight. I've already had some drinks and such, so I'm just going to go straight with water and ease out right then and there. Um, we call that lame. It is lame, but, you know, I'm old, so I just got to make sure I keep hydrated. Yeah, us youngins get all our liquor better. <laughs> who i'm talking about youngins fucking so guys we appreciate you listening we appreciate you watching um like i says if you want to come on the show let us know we don't have a problem with that you got some good topic means i don't have to bring up something at the last minute um and uh we can have some good fun um cheers cheers and since legion brings it up you're right legion if you order the Kickstarter, it does take away business from the, your LGS. But, but the, what you do is, when you get to a point where you're not getting anything extra, you know, you know, if you're between tiers, like, oh, I got all the free stuff from this tier. I want to get a couple more boxes, but it won't get me the next tier of free stuff. Don't do it then. Save that money. And when that shit gets in your local store, buy it then. Or because you here's could, the thing, if the Kickstarter doesn't succeed, it'll succeed. But if it didn't succeed, you're not going to get the shit at all. It's a catch-22. And if you got some stores that will do the retail version, but... Yeah, and but also, you can wait. We're not... Like, let's be honest. You, I have, like, 60 Battletech models that aren't even, don't even paint on them at all. 60-plus Battletech models that don't paint on them. It's okay if I don't get all the box sets first thing. They'll be there. We all have this mindset, and I have it too, of, oh shit, if we don't get it right now, it's going to discontinue. I'm never going to see it again. That's the problem with collecting action figures. We don't actually collect action figures. That's buy the ones I like. They look cool. <laughs> because if you collect them, that, that's going to happen. But if for miniature games, it's not going to happen a lot. Speaking of which, before we get into the main topic, um, it's a good point for everyone who plays Marvel Crisis Protocol. They are reboxing a lot of the older models. So, you should pick up some of the ones you want. Like, they're putting them into four-person boxes. So, if you've got half of that box, like, for example, they're going to rebox Wakanda. Because there's just four members. So they're going to put them all in one box. So, if you have Shuri and Okoye, or you have Black Panther and Killmonger, you're going to want the other box. Because when they come out and get deep enough, the only way to get them is going to be all four, and you have two of them. Yeah. For example, the reason I'm saying is because... Um, the spider one, the Spidey, Spidey yeah, friends. Yeah, they just uh, dropped. It's yeah, this showed it. That Spider Man, Venom, and Spider Man from the box set, Venom, Gwen, and Miles. Yep. So, like, I need to buy Gwen and Miles because I have Venom painted. I have Spider Man from the box set. This is gonna have a new card, but the errata is up for him. So you want to pick that up? Then X Men is X Men is the fucking worst. Because the X Men and Brotherhood out. If you have those, you got to get those. Because the X Men box set is Storm, Cyclops, which is a box set right now. I'm going to pick up Wolverine and Beast. Now Wolverine only comes with Sabretooth. Beast only comes with Mystique. So if you're an X Men fan, you don't have any of them. It's perfect for you. But if you have two of them, you're going to want to get the other half. So you don't have to get models you already have. But on the other hand, they are fixing it by doing uh, it's Magneto, Toad, Mystique, and Sabretooth. And Mystique and Sabretooth are the other half of the Wolverine and Beast boxes. So, there you go. Look at that stuff because 
sometimes companies have to do that, and you know you don't want to miss out. But don't look at everything like that. Most of the stuff is okay. Like the BattleTech stuff, they're not going to discontinue it. Here's the thing on a plastic mold: they, while they can't put out single models, that's why the only way to get single models is the salvage boxes. It's the only way they're allowed to, because apparently Ironwood Metals is a separate uh, license to print to make models. And I'm sorry to tell you, they're fine, but they're not as good as the plastic models. So they're going to keep doing just the boxes like they do the force boxes, the uh, lances and stars. Uh, and so just pick those up when you can. So just get what you can from the Kickstarter, support it to your extent that you want, and then save the rest of the money and buy some stuff from your local game stores. I'll most likely be jumping on this Kickstarter. I will definitely be jumping in. I mean, the other stuff's cool. I mean, I have it all around. I've got some pins right here you can't necessarily see. Well, you can see them. Yeah, you can. Some pins there. I've got coins. It's just cool, fun stuff to have. Do you need a House Davian Challenge coin? Fuck, I got one. <laughs> yes, I'm a House Davian guy. Suck it. They were the good guys in the books, so I'm a House Davian guy. I'm really more of a Kells Hounds guy because the Kells Hounds are the actual good guys of the book, but I'm going old school. And you know what, Gonzo, you need to read those fucking books. Um, send me the names of the best ones and I'll do download an audio no, book no. of them. Just start reading them. Tell me where start to start. With, start. You want to start with the great death Legion uh, trilogy, the great death Legion. Okay. William Keith is the author. If I remember correctly, um, they're not the best, but they're the beginnings. There's one book before them. But the author of the book told me on Twitter, it's okay, you don't need to read the book. <laughs> it was pro like proto-Battletech, you know? Oh, yeah. It'd be like before Chronicles, they had a Dragonlance book. I'm like, yeah, it kind of fits, but you don't need to read it. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you get to get the good stuff, the Warrior Trilogy, Michael Stackpole, who I will say repeatedly is my favorite author. And between that and the X-Wing books are why. So, there you go. We have a topic. We do have a topic. Uh, we were going to be talking about it, uh, which is RPGs. RPGs. Uh, so we all know the fiasco. We don't need to worry about it. But this last week, you know, I had my RPG group at um, work. And people were talking about how they wanted to play RPGs. And a lot of we, we, we got the distinction that this is D&D. These are RPG books, you know, mm -hmm. type thing. And they were like, oh, and... But I was like, yeah, people kind of look at it as when your mom called everything a Nintendo. <laughs> uh, and that's the best way to put it. Uh, Are you going to go play the D&Ds? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Type thing. And so yeah. we got that done. And so we started talking about games that people wanted to play. And it really centered around pop culture for the most part. People are like, I want to play a Harry Potter type game. Uh, where we're all wizards in a school. I'm like, okay. Then people were like, you know, I want to play, you know, a sci-fi one. And, you know, everybody started talking about what they wanted to play. And um, Have you seen the Dimension 20 where they did just that? Me, I, what? Hold on. Hold on. I believe Gonzo might have a rant. I'd like to hear some of this. It, it, it's all... It, it's... What I saw was, just, I, I just turned it off and just was like, no, I don't want to do this. Don't care. 
and went to a different system right off the bat. Because I, I never even knew there was anything like that. But, of course, as a good GM, they were like, we want to play Harry Potter. And I'm like, okay, there's no... Well, it's not actually Harry Potter, but, I mean, have you, see, have you seen the Dimension 20 game they did? Where they did basically, like, a Harry Potter-style game? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Hold on, I'm looking it up. So, here's the thing, is, you know, Dimension 20 and Critical Role do, at some point, set unrealistic standards for game masters oh. but man they have some cool ideas and they're great especially dimension 20 more than critical role critical role is only dnd right now dimension 20 plays all sorts of different games and shows you all sorts of different things and it is super fun brendan lee mulligan is fucking hysterical he's a great role player a good gm and also fucking hysterical he's actually a comic in general so you should check that stuff up when you're looking for a new game system. Check check it out. Maybe someone's done it, but we can get more into that later. I just since Scoundrel mentioned that mentioned that particular, I'm like, you should send them down that path. I was like, what? Dimension Twenty is hard because it's not like easily accessible on YouTube. I think they have their own website for it. Uh, it's on YouTube, but I, don't, I okay. think it's old. I think the most of their videos are kind of old. Oh no, they yeah. been updated in two weeks. Two yeah, months. well, they're 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 that was get old a couple years ago. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's cool. I mean, but that's sort of thing, you know. If they want to play a Harry Potter game, you got to point them in the right direction, right? Yeah. Well, because I mean, I was just looking at one. There was a homebrewed one, and it was using fifth edition rules. And then there was one that was a fan made one that was just, eh. and then someone suggested Kids on Brooms. Yeah, Kids on Brooms works. But let's before we go into more of that, let's talk about the elephant in the room: fifth edition hacks. What? I, yeah, I didn't see an elephant. Yeah, that's I mean, it's right there in plain view. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. This will be our whole topic, uh, hopefully our, most of our topic on this part. Just because of what's going on, whether it be with 5th edition or with Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling being an absolute flaming piece of shit. If people want to play something, don't fucking stop them. Let them play what they want to fucking play. If people are new and they want to play D&D, that's cool. Who fucking cares with the OGL? Who cares? And stuff? They want to have fun. They want to play D&D. Fucking let them. If they want to play, if there's an actual, is there an actual Harry Potter game? I don't care. If there's a Harry Potter game out there, I don't care if J.K. Rowling gets a dollar a book. Fucking let them play what they want to play. Stopping them from playing it because of our own moral quandaries is not going to help the hobby. You can't make someone else adhere to your moral code on that. Let them play what they want to play. What That's on them for what they want to play. If they don't care, they don't care. Because those people don't want to deal with this bullshit. They just want to sit down, play a game, and have fucking fun. Fucking let them. So, proceed. Sorry. <laughs> so, I went and looked up Kids on Brooms. Bought, yeah. the, bought the book. I mean, it's a cheap little book. It's only like yeah. 20 bucks. Um, also, like so many of the things are available on Drive Through RPG, and the PDF prices from most publishers are rock fucking bottom. Yeah. Like when I did Mechton Zeta, I own the Mechton Zeta book. When we started doing it, I bought a PDF copy so my players could look at that. And I don't feel bad letting my players look at it. I bought an extra copy for them. Well, I got a copy in, started looking at it, and it's a very simple system, but it's very much. In letting the characters take an active role and role play, what happens? 
Um, yeah. It, it's you use D, a, a D20 through a D4. You're assigned your stats by those dice. So if you're more of a bookworm, you don't have a D20, you know, you may use a D6. But you can only use one of those dice on each of your, you know, six stats. Pretty simple, yeah. pretty easy. You roll that die depending on what you're doing, add any skill modifiers. And if you know, you meet the target number or beat it, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, very simple, really easy system. Um, combat is done that, um, same way, but winning by degrees of success dictates how the damage is done, uh, which is okay. Um, but they really stress a lot that you're not, you don't have like a hundred billion hit points as a wizard, you know, a good play spell will knock you on your ass or kill you if it's done incorrectly. Um, and then, you know, they were talking about things like, Oh sure. Your character could misplace the, you know, the heart of another player and, you know, teleport their heart somewhere. It's, it's all magic, but they're like, there are severe consequences. And if you do anything that is, and I put outside the norm, Outside, if you're doing malicious, evil things, your character just turns into an NPC um, type thing um, because of how strict the magic rule system is. Because you play wherever you want. Um, you actually create the world with your players when you're you know, playing the game. You go like, hey, what's the name of y'all's school? Uh, what are some of the rumors you've heard about the school? You know, so on and so yeah. forth. Uh, you can play like first year students, second year, you know, second year students or yeah, you know, older, and then a teacher if you wanted to play a teacher. Yeah. So, but that's for example of, you know, not a licensed property, but a game that's based on the licensed property, like kids on bikes. Correct. So, I mean, you have to point people that way. It, the key with the game is when they find out what they want to play, assuming they don't want to play just D and D, you can point something else. If they want to play fantasy, you can point them at, um, Pathfinder. Second edition just came out. They got a discount on it right now. If anyone cares. <laughs> um, if they want to play Castles and Crusades, let them take a look at that. And I'm trying not to inject my personal opinion on these games as we talk about them. <laughs> Pendragon, if they want low, low fantasy, Pendragon's like low fantasy Knights of the uh, Round Table type of thing. That could be cool. Also, don't discount some of the classics. You know, like there are games that have fantasy hacks. You know, you can't really get, hey, Kathy. You can't necessarily get Genesis anymore. They're not updating it, but it's still out there. I feel like if you play it straight out of the book, it could work pretty well. I'm still trying to find it. Rollmaster, sure, you can play Rollmaster. Uh, Palladium Books still makes a giant shit ton of all sorts of hey, gang. genres. They it's still make Palladium Fantasy Roleplaying, which is one of the fir earliest hacks on D&D, uh, &D, uh, but is far enough from D&D &D that you won't... I mean, similar D20 and all that. It's... I like to say Robotech's one of their better games. Technically, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is their best game, but fantasy, playing fantasy role playing is a solid game. It doesn't have any of that bullshit that come into rifts that makes it practically unplayable. <laughs> sure, it's kind of showing its age, but most of these games we're talking about are showing their age, except Pathfinder. Pathfinder is sort of the only new one. Don't forget GURPS. GURPS fucking exists. There's and that was GURPS one I is like. Like, if you want a team to get in something and just want something that can do fucking anything, GURPS will do it. Now, I would maintain that you probably should look at the hero system instead, because it's a better version of GURPS, in my opinion. But GURPS is 100% playable. 
Yeah, that was one of them. See, I, I've known of GURPS, and I've seen there's 50 billion books on it. GURPS the, is yeah, supplements. source material. Yeah. It's, come, source material. And so much that it's incredible, but I've never played it, never even looked at the system at all. It's easy. Well, like, what type of system is it? Uh, 3D6. Add them together and mm-hmm. kind of add the skill. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a skill or less, if I'm correctly still. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I I think that's sort of it's it, again. Gerps is showing its age. It hasn't had a revision in a while. Yeah, yeah. And even when it is revised, the same thing. But Gerps is a solid look. I would again suggest Hero System is still out there and doing stuff. It's like uh, you can see it and Gerps are from the same sort of genesis. And Hero System is probably best if you're playing superheroes. But it can do anything. I can, uh, yeah, world's that number, star's that number. One second here. Got a work work message. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's, there's generic systems that can mm-hmm. work for a lot of things. GURPS is one yep. of them. Uh, Palladium has a bunch of different ones. Palladium, it's not real. Palladium play all uses the same basic rules, so we could call it generic, but it's not like it's a generic system. You would buy specific books for that. Correct. And 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 look at the the genre. You know, sci-fi. You've got Starfinder. Mm-hmm. Gerps again has a good sci-fi. Um, here's some Star Hero. Um, if you want sort of mech type stuff, BattleTech has two at least two different versions of role playing. There's sort of the I want to play BattleTech, but I also want to role play it where you play Mech Warrior. Uh huh. Which we did. Or there's the I don't want to roll. I don't want to play BattleTech, but I want to role play in that universe where you would choose uh, Mech Warrior Destiny. Um, Savage Worlds is a good generic system. Um, um, doesn't do anything great, but does a lot of things fine. Which I played a lot of Savage Worlds about oh, I'd say ten plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And we played, uh, was it Frostgrave? No. What's the 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 Savage Worlds? That was the Ice whatever. I have I have a copy. I haven't done it. Um, let's see what else is out there. Um, what's it called? Lancer is a brand new uh, mech sort of role playing game. They have a free copy of the rules online. Take a look if that's what you want. Oh, there's Hellfrost. a lot of those games now that actually do free basic rules and then you buy the book for more specific stuff. Uh, Hellfrost. I did play in a Hellfrost campaign at one point, and it was a lot of fun. The system was pretty easy. You mm-hmm. know, describe what you do, flip the cards, and that's pretty much about it. Yeah, there's a system out there for what you want to play. I mean, we could say some of our favorites. Um, uh, obviously, Feng Shui. Feng Shui 2 is one of my favorite systems. Um, it's pretty specific what it does. But it's super fun, super easy. It would be a great intro to role-playing in general because it does require you to be a little more descriptive. Um, let's see. I got a giant pile over there. There's a ton of old games, too, that are like OGL style. The whole uh, West End Games D6 Star Wars system, the oh, D6 yeah. system, is sort of an OGL type of thing where you can just use it for whatever. And that sort of thing is while you want to play, you can play a specific thing. You want to play G.I. Joe, Transformers, Power Rangers. Essence you know, we've 20, got all those books. Called. Those are all, yes, those are great systems. You can look at those. Um, also, you can look at, now I would say this definitely, is at some point when if you start role playing and you want to role play a lot, you feel like this is, this is what I do a lot of, find one of those generic systems and fucking make it yours. Because you will find that you can do anything with it. 
You know, when uh, Star Hero came out, there was a guy on the uh, Hero Games uh, forums, I'm a big Hero Games guy, um, that made a Star Hero website, and he's looking for all sorts of stuff. And I had done, just because I can, a bunch of translations for uh, Robotech stuff. And just got it posted because the hero system can do that. You know, GURPS can do that. Heck, most systems can do that. You just want to, at the end of the day, even if it's not a generic system, if you get enough system mastery of something, you can play just about anything in it. Look at our fantasy game, you know, Three Gnomes and a Half Giant. We started off in Genesis, didn't do what we wanted to do. We switched to using a hack of Feng Shui, and it worked fucking great. I dare say we had much more fun when the combat came around when it was Feng Shui than we did playing uh, in Genesis. Not that Genesis wasn't fun, it just the kind of action you might want might be a different system. Find that. Get out there. Play a bunch of one-shots with people. If you can at your local gaming store or wherever, just get an idea how it plays. You might find that game that plays the way you want it to because there's so many parts of a game. That's what I... like. If I When I go to Gen Con... That's what I do. I go, I don't want to play in a 5th edition game. I don't want to play in a system I played. I want to go play in these new systems to see if I like it. Because those yeah. GMs are going to give me a short elevator pitch type you know, RPG. See, oh, cool. I gone. love the way the skills work in this. Like Genesis, we love the idea of being able to, f- to succeed poorly or fail well. <laughs> you know, we love those ideas. So finding a system that can do that is great, but just finding one where the combat works the way you want it to feels dynamic, feels what you want it to. Maybe you don't care about dynamic combat. Maybe you just want it to be done. Cool, whatever will work. You know, there was a big thing when 4th edition D&D came out, like, well, there's no role-playing stuff in there. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't need to know how to role-play. It's just fucking acting. You know how to do that shit. Yeah. You don't need the rules to tell you that shit. 1st edition D&D didn't tell you that shit. Get the fuck out of here. You were just upset that it was such a good tactical simulator that you felt like it'd take away from the rest of the game. Spoiler, it fucking didn't. You could still do whatever you want, but that requires a GM to be with you. And that's the fucking truth of role-playing out there. It doesn't matter what the book says. I'll literally take the book and fucking toss it aside. Whatever it needs to do, it needs to do. Rule of cool? Excellent. There's a rule out there. Don't say no. Assign a difficulty. Yep. Which, this is the reason why I really got into the Kids on Brooms, because it does a lot of that. It says, like, when you do an attack, you go, the attacker describes what happens, the defender describes what happens to them based on what the attacker said, type thing. And I was like, that's really cool, because if you're doing a battle, you could say, you know, super cool, flourishing crap, and, you know, Mm -hmm. based on what you rolled, depends on how much it happens. Um, And then vice versa, if... um, you the defender wins the contested role the defender gets to say what happens you know within the yeah, spectrum uh, of stuff which i think is great for role playing especially for new people cuz they want to be that cool person that you know throws the balls and you know does the spin shot <laughs> yeah so um one of the games that got relatively recently prowlers and paragons has sort of a scaling success system yep. where if you don't succeed well enough you say what happens, but then the, def- the detector says what happens, or the winner says what happens, and then if it's not, they don't do good enough, the loser gets to change minor things in it. Like, you know, I fire a blast and, and, and knock you off. Well, you didn't see it well enough, so I actually fall onto the fire escape. Not all the way off the building. Or, you know, I catch on the rug of the, fi- uh, the, uh, the, the window on the bo- uh, going down, so I can pull myself up, it's just going to be a disadvantage to me. 
That kind of stuff is great. And you can describe stuff like that. You don't need the system to tell you that. You can no. just do it. Just do it consistently. Yes. There's no boundaries to a role-playing game. The rules don't fucking matter. It's just like fucking that one round of fucking... Whose line is it anyways? The points don't matter. <laughs> what it's... matters is, is that you're consistent about it. And if someone says, you know, hey, I want to do this thing, do it. Uh, I'll give you an example of the opposite. We're playing a fourth edition uh, adventure. It was a pre-made. And fourth edition is, by the book, very cut and dried. Yep. You can do X, you know. So at one point, the one guy's like, I want to disarm them. And the guy's like, there's no rules for that, so you can't do that. Like, that's bullshit. No, that's the opposite of what you do. Also, at one point, now I knew the adventure. I'd run the adventure twice at that point, but I played dumb to the whole thing. And, you know, I try and go like, hey, we're going to disguise ourselves as the bad guys are supposed to kill us and try and get ahead. But like the GM wasn't about that. You've got to be flexible about that. That's that's a hard thing. If you're buying the game, you're probably going to be the GM like at that point, because the GM's going to tell you what game he's going to run. You can suggest it. And you know what goes better than everything? And I know this is not an easy thing to suggest. If you want a GM to run a game, buy him a copy <laughs> yeah especially if it's something you, you you're mind. really he's gonna into spend, he's gonna spend more time than you on it so you buying him a copy takes one thing off of his plate like oh this person wants to play this i'm gonna take a look and see what do you want to play oh cool this is interesting or we can make this work then you can have a discussion about it you know because it's 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 collaborative but it's not necessarily fair collaborative the GM puts a lot more work into it than the rest of the players do. So, you know, or doing anything to take see. it off, 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 off them is helps. And that's something that people don't know about role-playing, too. That's something I realize is that if you're just going to be a player, you're going to want to realize the GM's going to call the ball on what game you're playing because they got to want to run it. they got to have an understanding about it. Well, I mean, it also goes to show that sometimes there's, while the game is good, mechanically it's good, it could be the wrong type of game. Um, one of them that I did, uh, which I like the system, I like the world, but the problem is playing in Middle Earth, you're not the hero. And so Middle it's Earth, hard. Dragonlance, yeah. Star Wars to a lesser extent. Those you games make put sure a lot of extra pressure on the GM. Yeah, they do. Because you can't go, you're going to kill Sauron because, you know, you're, you're not. going to kill Sauron. Yeah. I mean, now, you could change the story up, you know, if you wanted to, but that's a lot of work, and it kind of ruins that. And so you got to make sure when you put this, you put these them in a timeline where it's just enough. So. Um, and One Ring, I, play, I played that three times. I enjoy the system, especially the combat and the rules and everything going through it. It's not a problem whatsoever. Um, but you played in between... Um, fellowship and two towers um and so I mean, there's stuff to do but the, the hard thing is you, you got to set it right that you're, yeah. you know you're not going to do the thing and that's part of uh that's the we're getting far astride from the the topic but that's sort of how we were but, but, but this is it's this part is of the important. elevator pitch is yeah. you got to make sure they know that you gotta like so the part to run a game in addition to finding the game you like is you've got to give them the elevator pitch of this is what i want the game to be Expectations. You're going to be good guys, not necessarily the best guys, but good guys. You know, 
you're not going to be the best heroes ever. You know, but, you know, you're not going to do all the big things, but you're going to do things that are important in the small area you're in. You got to make that clear so people have the expectations so they can, you know, that way someone doesn't come to the table with the shadiest, sleaziest motherfucker ever. And you're like, what are you doing here? Um, so there you go. Xander Rose says, that's why I like playing in worlds that are similar to ours, but just tweak slightly, like a 70s spy game or 2000s NCS game. Yes. Both would be great. And that's the perfect example of a game where the system isn't going to matter as much as the person running it. Just find the system that does what you want it to do. Because you could run that in GURPS, Hero System, technically D20 Modern. Yeah. If you want to do that. Anything that has modern stuff. Feng Shui could run that well. It'd be a little different when you play Feng Shui because, I mean, the way Feng Shui works. But you just got to find the thing. And Shadowrun, you could Shadowrun, yeah. One thing people realize is they look at Shadowrun and they go like, they, they some people equate the system to the world. And you can divorce them. Now, Shadowrun without magic is, if you're using and state, I'm not super familiar with Shadowrun past 3rd edition. Well, you um, would use probably Interface zero Interface to well, play if you weren't going to do magic. You could use the Shadowrun system. It works Correct, fine. You can't take it away with the priority systems. It's fine. It doesn't matter as much. I mean, tech doesn't matter as much. Hell, you could go, like, I want to do NCIS, but I want it to be cyberpunk -y. Cool. You can use Cyberpunk, use Shadowrun, use what you want. Yep. So, you know, but that's important. You know, you give us the elevator pitch. I want a game that's like, you know, what, Seven Days of the Condor? Or I want a game that's like NCIS. Cool. Elevator pitch. That's all you need to know, and then you can go from there. Like my current game... I haven't told my players what uh, system I plan on using yet because it doesn't fucking matter. I give them the other pitch. They're going to give me ideas and then we'll go and see what system works the best for the ideas they bring me. When That's the thing. When you get enough experience in that, you'll find the system doesn't matter. I, I think that it's very important whenever you get your friends together and they say, hey, I want to play XYZ. And I'm like, I want to play traditional Dungeon crawling D and D, but I want it based in you know space or whatever or you know, and then you can reach it. And you there are a plethora of ways you can go with this. Plethora, no, that's perfect. You know what you are? You are space salvagers or architects going yeah. through. You might find a starship hiding there. You know what? Crawling through an abandoned starship is like a dungeon. You could also. It really is. You you could have a was it a aliens. What was that one? There was an RPG that was around aliens at one point. There, I know there's an actual official one, but yes. Yeah, there's another one. I forget what it's called. But there's a million of them. Let me just... Hold on. Let me just read through. I got RPGs all over the place. Oh, yeah. Now, I I've mean, a... now obviously getting the big ones out of the games, but, you know, there's the D6 system, Feng Shui, Genesis, G.I. Joe, and Transformers. Uh, there's... Four different Marvel superhero systems, counting the one that's just about coming out. Yeah. Um, the old, uh, was it called the Phase Rip one, the original Marvel superheroes game from the 80s, is generally available online. Mm -hmm. um, the second one is hard to get because it requires cards. I have a copy of it. The third one, I'm sure you can find a copy. It was weird, but I never really did it. Uh, Xenovoid says, Kiss-type RPG is the best, I think, and that means keep it simple, stupid, yes. 
But yeah, so there's a bunch of those. I've uh, Mechton, Prowlers and Paragons. There's two different Robotechs. There's the Palladium Books Robotech, then a new Robotech that came out. Um, uh, Traveler. Traveler's classic sci-fi. That thing's been around for a fucking long time. And it's not nearly as crazy as it used to be. Like, Traveler and, like, Mechton have a lot in common where you have to make decisions career-wise and they might affect your character. It's sort of like the great, I don't have a character idea. You sort of roll up a character and you sort of get a background at the same time. Like, honestly, when we were doing Mechton, we had the most fun rolling it up and sort of trying to make something out of it. Now, you got to be in the right mindset. A lot of us want nowadays, because back in the day, we didn't say worry about that shit. Nowadays, uh, people want more background control. But if you don't, those work. Um, Lee Zeros mentioned Gamma World. Uh, so old Gamma World, they're both D&D hacks. The fourth edition one, I'm sorry to say that uh, it's not good. Like, it's a fun beer and pretzels role-playing game, but it's never going to be... It is more... The Gamma World game is more what people thought D&D was in fourth edition. Where mostly tactical combat, kind of random. It was weird and i see what they're trying to do but i wish they would have done just a straight up version of it but then uh uh the mech warrior destiny like i said regular mech warrior um lancer has a free version if you want some mech combat and then that one i uh, shared with you gonzo tidebreaker cinematic oh. rpg that i kickstarted uh, i think that one's interesting it deserves a look it's pretty generic as to what you do but you can find a lot of stuff also on RPG, uh, online RPG now and all that shit, you know, drive through RPG. They have a bunch of games, but just be careful. Much like the early 2000s when Thurston came out, a lot of it is just D&D hacks. You know, if you're a small struggling designer, why are you going to make a whole system when one's there and you're allowed to use it? Well, you know... I know we talked about a little bit earlier about the Kickstarter and stuff, but those are ones that I feel pretty confident Kickstarting as RPGs, especially yeah, if they're just, just doing book. books. They're just, just like, because usually if you're buying the book, you're going to get the PDF and the PDF usually comes out way before the book. And oh, yeah, so you're getting your money well, quite the quickly. The Tidebreaker one was great. I got a quick start early version. Then it came out. I got the actual, con got actual content and then I got the actual book. It's over there on my desk. Yeah. I think that those were one. It just reminded me that I've kickstarted two RPGs and they're on target and they're on time. It's just they're printing. I've already got the PDFs of the game. I'm just waiting for my physical stuff, which is still good. I Now, don't get me wrong. I am a person that likes to have a book. I like to read the book. I like to go through it. But if all I can get is or early enough is a PDF, bang, I'm okay with like, that. I'll be honest, and I hate to be the one saying this, like – a tablet. Yeah. Such a help. Such a boon. Like, if we had a tablet back in the day, holy shit, the things we would have done with RPGs. Yeah. I never would have gotten any work done. <laughs> I, yeah. uh... And don't let people tell you that the game you like isn't good, or they turn their nose up at the game. Like, yes, I make fun of Rifts more than anything else Palladium. But, doesn't mean there's not good stuff there. If you like playing it, by all means, like playing it. A good game master can make any game great. Doesn't matter how good the game actually is, the game master can make it great. 
They might have the right balance or anything. They might be like, oh, I know how to make this work. They might have control unruly characters and everything. You know, I've just had a lot of bad experiences with certain games. I mean, uh, like, I got Avatar Legends coming out, which is the based on the Avatar Last Airbender. And I got the PDFs, but I'm like, ah, I really don't want to read it yet because I know I'm going to be playing it, so I'm not worried about it. But I should be getting my copies into this month, beginning of next month, I think. And I'm looking forward to it because yeah. they've got it. They've got a new system that is not your standard dice rolling system. Uh, when I glanced at it, and I'm like, I'm interested in looking at this and sitting down and reading it and going through it. And then, you know, maybe I will yeah. run it. But don't discount a system because it's weird. Yeah, it might be cool. You know, the Malifaux opening through the breach. Very interesting. Very different. No dice, just cards. You don't even have the full deck of cards necessarily. You make a deck of your own cards based off of certain things, based off what your stats and everything are. Oh, and uh, there are actually some people running uh, that at Adepticon. I think I might look into it because I, you know, they'll they'll have characters for you, or you could bring your. Yeah, they'll own. be doing second edition. I have first edition. I yeah. didn't buy second edition because, well, I mean, I only played it once. Yeah, but I thought about playing one of those games and see what it was, what it was going to be on. Um, there was one system. Did you ever play Fate? The Fate system? A little bit. You know, that was a system. So we played, I had a friend of mine run uh, Dresden Files uh, with the Fate system. Never played. I knew what Dresden was, so on and so forth. But a lot of people found that system kind of hard because it was very much, you had to describe a lot and say exactly what you were doing. And you had to be specific on it. And if you weren't. Wait, hold on. So you read the role play? Well, it was more. Sorry, you had to role play R-O-L-E versus role play R-O-L-L. Because <laughs> there are two different games. Like yeah. classic D and D. We will talk about, you know, when the, the, the original rules guys are talking about I just like my first edition D and D. They don't care about any of that and I'm gonna be really rude. Actual role playing shit. They just want to kick down the door, murder some monsters and take their loot. They get enjoyment out of that. That's Correct. cool. And there's they nothing don't wrong care with that. about so much about political intrigue. They want the basic the basic bitch plots. <laughs> you know? Sure, someone's trying to kill the prince. Let's go help. They'll do that stuff. But they don't care about... They don't want their characters to have relationships. It's not like they're... Not not beyond like... And I got... I'm going to make them sound really terrible. They're not all like this. But like, woo the barmaid because I am the handsome hero. Blah, blah, blah. That's sort of what they want. Yeah. You know? They don't want the actual, you know, NP, recurring NPC to be inserted in a character and actually feel like it's a relationship. Some people want that. And that's fine. That's cool. Sometimes that means more to somebody. One of those players who's a recurring NPC gets fucked with or killed or whatever. You can actually make legitimately cool moments with that. Oh, yeah. But, um, not, but not everyone wants that. And that's mm. another harsh truth is that you have to judge your players and what they are. And there's a million books on there about, about role-playing. There was... I have... Many a times when I was doing, when I did the Star Wars one with Genesis and then we recorded the episode, uh, Dawn of the Harbinger, there are many a times I had people calling me up and texting me going, you son of a bitch, you fucker, why did you cut the show off right there? It was getting really good and it's on a cliffhanger. I'm like, that's the purpose. And they're like, I can't believe this character died. Uh, and they backstabbed, they got backstabbed by XYZ. Um, I actually had someone uh, with tears in their eyes go, and I can't believe that that character died because they were like one of my friend favorite characters in the the thing. And I'm yeah. like, that's the point. 
Yeah. Sure, there is good, cool combat, but that's the point in my games is I want you to go, crap, that really happened? That NPC is a dick. Yes, because that NPC is actually the big GG and, you know, going to be giving you shit throughout the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, but, but you have to do that. That's how you get cool games is all those moments. And, and it's not to say the way they play is wrong. There's Correct. no wrong way to play. Just like the only way you win is to show up and fucking play. There's no winning aside from showing up and having fun. Yeah. If you show up and have fun, you fucking won. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I think we talked about this a while ago when I started. Those guys <laughs> went into my Twitter feed and I'm like, the fuck? The series How to Win at D&D. How to Win Games. Like, yeah, show up and play and have fun. Are you having fun? You won. Right, Congratulations. You won. Yeah, that's winning. Because the thing is, it's not, let's be honest, at the end of the day, it's just a fun way to tell a story. We're taking, we're making an interactive movie, an interactive novel, where we're, you just, as a GM, you're just providing the framework. Like, if you had a plan, but it looks like it would derail their fun, fuck your plan. Throw it out the window. Yeah. There's also a reason you know? why GMs have screens for most parts. Because sometimes the dice rolls don't equal fun. Yep. And if you're one of those players like, I don't fudge dice rolls because the players might need to die. Yeah, the players might need to die. But. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. Like in the middle of combat, sometimes it happens. It just happens in combat. Yeah. But there's a time when it's not right. And there's a time when it is right. You know, one of the. A player I've had to throw out of a game for being a problem. Had his finest role playing moments when his character was dying. He knew. The party wasn't getting out of it. So he's like, he's like, I'm going to fucking set explosives against these pillars and distract them so that it blows up and crushes them. And he knew he was going to die. So let him have his noble death. You know? Don't let die rolls get in the way of that shit. That's epic, you know? We remember that now. And that was fucking 20 years ago, probably. Okay, maybe 15. Something like that. <laughs> More than a decade. No, it was 20. Fuck. Goddamn, I'm old. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, but you got to do that. That's the little things about, about role-playing you don't necessarily learn from the book. If the good books, they do. It's about the story more than anything. Yeah, look, listen to uh, Three Games and a Half Giant at the end of that. You know, all Brad wanted to do, Bane wanted to do, was fucking die at the end. And he did. He went out like a fucking champ. Same with uh, Dave's character. You know, it was earned. It was appropriate. So, but you can find a system that does that. Some systems are, you know, D&D, &D, you get the zero hit points, you're done. Some other ways. And don't be hesitant to sort of wing it. You know? Like, again. I think that's uh, one of our superpowers. We're giving you all these powers. systems you can look at. <laughs> yeah, winging it. Yeah, wing it, uh, winging it in an RPG. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, the... The picture of uh, the like the four panel picture of Captain America and the Hulk, where it's always angry and it's, it's I'm always making it. Yep. Yeah, I'm always exactly. making it up. Um, but there is something we do need to talk about: uh, crunchy systems. Um, and these are really not for newer players, but they can be depending on That's if you know your group because what. What's your idea of the crunchiest system? 
Uh, like one of them that I thought was pretty crunchy was Earth Dawn, which people had people that are experienced role players had problems with. Um, and then I know you've got Rifts. And Rifts some, is not crunchy. It's been a long time. I it's been so Rifts is not crunchy. It's just a lot. Okay, maybe that's a better word for it than I should say. But too much. Like it's not like it's difficult. Like it's not too much because I mean, as a teenager, I understood it fully. It's just a lot to make a character. So, are there RPGs that you would suggest some people not touch? And we're talking game systems, not touch if they're brand new to role playing. No, I mean, I would, but I would say before you buy one, talk to somebody who knows it. You That's know, I don't want someone it. who's not good at math going into something like GURPS or Hero System where all the character building is point based. Yeah, it gets a little nitpicky. Like, if I shave a point here, you know, there's no bonus. Like, Fucking here system has the things where you buy stats at 13s or 18s because they round better. It fucking happens. Every game has math beneath it. It's just how much control you have over the math. For example, even in D&D, where it's been for a while, you want a certain number. I forget it's the even or the odd. I think it's the even number because it actually gives a bet the same bonus as the odd one, one higher, you know? 12 and 13 are the same bonus. You'd rather have a 12, you can put that one point somewhere else, right? Gotcha. Yep. Some games actually let you just just fudge that crunchy. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I think which, you know? and the reason why I'm talking about this is there are some systems that people just can't handle because it's too much for them. And you really want to look at systems and figure out. Ask some people. Do a quick review. I mean, yeah, but you, I, but no, but be honest and know your strengths. Yes, like I would never run a GURPS, or because I don't know it, I would have to send, spend time and sit down with it because I have no clue about it. You'd be fine. I'm sure I would, but there would be no way I would just like, yep, I'll do this, no yeah, problem. The thing I'm is, like, I don't let me read it. Away from games. If you look at a game and you like the cut of its jib, take a look at it. Go do some online research, and then if you still like what you see, buy it. Correct. Maybe buy the PDF first. You know, see what you can do. You know, Bane says Rollmaster is very crunchy. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Chartmaster. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's hard. People can play it. It's just got a lot. Like the Palladium books. Palladium is a very simple system. It's very, feels like a hack of D&D because it was. Everything back in the day was. This just in. That's sort of one of the things about GURPS is GURPS is one of the early not D&D, not even remotely D&D systems. You know, some some won't be to your liking. Sometimes you're just going to want super rules light. That's fine. Talk to people. You can find it. There's a million games out there. We've, we've only scratched the surface. Even talking about just games that have different systems. I can think of, you know, big eyes, small mouths out there. So I'm not sure what edition it's on, if it's still done. And don't let a game being no longer supported stop you. You can probably find the PDFs or the books and buy them and play them if it's something you like. You know, like I said, Genesis is no longer supported. That's not going to stop me from potentially running it. I still want to give it a shot. I want to find what its niche is. But, you know, now we're adults. We don't have the time we used to have. You know, we used to. There was a time in my life I role played five nights a week. Um... Okay. And by role play, I mean I ran three games and played in two. So, I mean, there you go. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what it says. My DM wasn't good with D&D, but it was great with Shadowrun. Just made a few tweaks to it, and that was our system. House rules, like, well, so, well sort of like verboten and fucking miniatures games are the fucking lay of the land in fucking uh, role-playing games. Just tell people. Because it's all about fun and make it easy to play. <clears throat> if you think a rule's stupid, get it out of there. Just make sure people know. Oh, yeah. But don't be afraid because someone says a game, like, Hero System has this game like, oh, you need no calculus to know fucking Hero System. No, you need no fucking algebra. And I'm here to spoil it. You fucking know algebra. Yeah, whether you like it or not. Yeah, whether you like it or not, you know algebra. It's not hard. They have fucking charts. They have fucking programs to do this shit for you now. Excel is a motherfucking thing. You can make it do what you want. And not to mention the fact they have a good licensed character builder that is not expensive if you really want. So... Don't worry about that stuff. Don't let someone scare you off. If you look if you look at the game and go, I like the idea of this game, find somebody online or find some YouTube videos, Jesus Christ, YouTube videos for everything nowadays. Oh, you, you could just See do... See if it's something you like. Yeah, you could, you could Google the name review and you'll find out quick and, and go easy. go online and just look for games. Talk to people. You know, find a forum or get on a Facebook group. Talk to people. Throw it out to all the experts and find out what do you want to do. So I guarantee you, we've mentioned, you know, 20 systems. I guarantee you there's easily 20 more and then oh, more God. on top of that. And so, I mean 20 more just systems that are different rules than just being a D&D hack or something. So I have a backup file on one of my drives that is nothing but RPGs and mm-hmm. different PDF RPGs down from like Broken Wheel to Cowboy Bebop with the serial numbers scratched off, you know. Ars Magica, you know, you name it. We didn't talk about the vampire game, for fuck's sake. Yeah, all the White Wolf stuff? Hell yeah. Yeah, White Wolf stuff. I mean, come on. There are games upon games out there. Just find something you like, and then go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 18 gigs worth of PDFs of RPGs that yeah, I Yeah, we collected. can only scratch the surface on it. You can go on RPG now, look for games, just look. Like, a guy was talking about Twitter about his game. He was upset because he made a game. And, you know, someone left a one-star review, and he was upset because it dropped him down to four stars. And I'm like, oh, well, you know. I looked at his game, like, okay, it's like four bucks. Fine, four bucks, I'll buy a game. I bought a game, read his game. He should be happy he's got four stars. <laughs> it's a D&D hack and not a particularly good one. It's not bad. It's better than the shit that came out when D&D Edition came out. Let me tell you about that someday. <laughs> and, shit, and you know, I'm always looking like for new RPGs. I'm like, oh, what's this? Okay, yeah. I, I can spend the money and I'll go get it and read it. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'd ever run this. But you know what I like about it? I like using things from different RPGs and different games oh, yeah. because it works. So I use okay. I buy RPGs more as reference material than to run games nowadays. Oh, so... <laughs> We mentioned it last week. My sister got me the uh, Stargate SG-1 RPG. Still, still can't get a copy of that. Really? I'm trying to get one from my local store, and they can't get me one. We'll talk. <laughs> because, obviously, I, I'm not a big SG-1 fan. I don't dislike it or anything. Yeah. But I'm not upset about getting a new RPG game. That just means it's just more ideas to steal. Correct. Or in this case, maybe someone who really wants it. <laughs> Manian loves SG-1. That's fine, Manian. I ain't fucking running it. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, there's sorry. a Serenity RPG. There. Yeah, Serenity RPG. Oh, Eclipse Phase. 
They love space. They, a million. Yeah. A million. And some of them just are the same thing. Like, there was a big thing in the 90s, late 90s, of they used the same system and just rebranded it, whatever it was. The Sailor Moon RPG, like a million oh, aliens yeah. came out the same thing. But then Serenity, I think The Expanse, uh, Margaret Rice Productions, I think, they had the same system. They just put it in that setting, and that's fine. In fact, you'll find you might like that, because suddenly your Serenity RPG, if the Expanse RPG is in the same system, suddenly you've got more source material to grab from with no work on your part because it's in the same system. Yes, I always love that, and that was always one of the good things I liked about it. Um like, oh, this is with this system? Okay, I can do this. Which goes to the fact that um, our good friend Brian C.P. Steele uh, at conventions actually runs a My Little Pony Transformers RPG Power Ranger all-in-one game system all-in-one, you know, at, at a convention. And I'm like, all right, who wants to play the pony? Who wants to play the Transformer? Who wants to play G.I. Joe? Look, be honest, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Because all you need is the right background, the right adventure, and fucking great. Yes, Andrew, they actually, uh, um, Renegade Game Studios has those licenses. G.I. Joe, Transformers, My Little Pony, Power Rangers. Yeah. Can you be a Silverhawk? Technically, no, but a Silverhawk is basically just the weird Power Ranger. Yeah. But... He told me that he does. He, he's he's been doing like oh. that at conventions, and I'm like, that would be fun as shit because it, it, it's a one hit. It's the same system, same roles, just everybody's got different powers. And before we go to media section, about that time, let me share this tweet from someone. He said, "They say somebody says is Uncaged Nicholas my next TTRPG? Nicholas Cage is to become a prison somewhere in the cinematic multiverse of Nicholas Cage films. <laughs> Union squad of Nicholas Cage's have been hired to uncage him, figure out which movie he belongs in, and send his ass back. Does that not sound fucking awesome? <laughs> and uh, Xander Ford, there is a uh, Saturday morning cartoon and role playing game. I think you want it's actual based on eighties and nineties oh. cartoons. Yeah, you got to your own stuff." I mean, it's a problem, but you can. Anyways, we should get to media. Um, I do have a few things going. We do have a few RPGs coming out. They're making another edition of Tell Atlanta, which I never got into, but I heard it was supposed to be pretty cool or whatever. All I hear is that there's no elves. Yeah, that's all I hear here, too. Uh, I saw the articles in uh, in uh, Dragon way back in the day. Yeah. So I'm interested in it. Um, there is a new one coming out called The Fifth Season. Based off of the book series, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's actually called The Fifth Season, but the first book is The Broken Earth. It's called The Broken Earth Trilogy. Um, and it's actually supposed to be really good. I've thought about buying uh, audio one of that book, of that series, and listen to it. Uh, that's a new RPG coming out. Um, John, if you were going to give out, mm, let's say, three RPGs that are not fifth edition for people to try, which ones would you do? Uh, Hero System, Feng Shui 2, and your choice of the uh, Essence 20 systems, Transformers, G.I. Joe, or Power Rangers. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, I am very interested in the Avatar Legends. It looked like a new and interesting system and a little bit different. Um, and the I'm still working through the Dragon Prince one, so I can't give that one. But I definitely like uh, I definitely like the Kids on Brooms system, a lot of fun, and I do like Earth Dawn as a good fantasy 
different system for fantasy fighting and everything fantasy world and those would be mine uh i definitely once i finish reading the dragon prince one also which is based on a license i was kind of the the system is a little bit weird and interesting so i'm not sure on it yet but i love the world and love the cartoon so other than that um we go to media section i'm gonna start with a rant oh my god everybody grab, grab a drink get ready so drink based off current topics let me tell you something if you're upset about the whole D thing don't boycott the fucking movie because of that because all you're going to tell people is that we don't want D movies and we'll never get anything like that fucking again true true now if you don't want to watch it because you don't watch it that's fucking fine but if you're not going to do it because Hasbro's going to get money, no, that fucking ship has sailed. All you're going to tell people is that we don't want those movies and you're going to hurt it again. So keep in mind when you're fucking boycotting shit, what effects it has. You know, you're not going to affect anything with the role playing game by boycotting the movie. Let me fucking tell you. They're going to say, look, because the first D&D movie was shit, they don't want a D&D movie, so we're never going to do one fucking again. And then it'll be your fucking fault. Thank you. Quick and easy. <laughs> I agree with Legionnaires. It looks like it's going to be fun. I'm going to go see it. It does. So let's be honest. All my friends can't see it on the same night. You know what's interesting? I look at that and I go, fucking really. A. That... that was a D&D scheduling joke. It was funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we know it. Um, I look at this and I'm like, yeah, this looks like a stupid, and when I put stupid, is this is what I would think a D&D campaign would look like. Oh, Silly, not, not crazy. No, no. It looks way less stupid than fucking The Legend of Vox Machina. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you People apparently that. love that shit. I guess a new season's coming out, too, and I'll watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched the first season all the way through. I watched the first two episodes, started in the third, and was like, I'm fucking out. Yeah, still. The, but it does look like something you and I would do. This, yeah. uh, not this fun. super serious, super crazy. This looks like, like let's be honest, the bar for fantasy movies is not exactly fucking high. No. Let's go. So what do we got? Top down, Lord, Lord of the Rings trilogy, Beastmaster, say Willow, <laughs> then The Hobbit, then. What the fuck else comes under the Hobbit? Let's be honest. Yeah, there's not a Do lot. Do you count stuff like you know, what was that? Uh, the Clive Owen King Arthur movie. Do you uh, count that? No. No. So crawl kind of, but crawl's kind of sci-fi fantasy. We kind of got to throw that in its own thing. Beastmaster, uh, Beastmaster, I think is the bar. <laughs> you must exceed or below Beastmaster. Dark Crystal. You know, Dark Crystal, kinda. But really, not as much, but kind of. I would put that above Beastmaster. Yeah. You know, Excalibur, maybe. Uh, but it's kind of historical. The you know, D&D movie? The, we don't, the D&D movie, well below. Well below Beastmaster. <laughs> well, uh, Dragon's Motto Twilight cartoon? Um, it was fine. <laughs> I read the book instead. Yeah, I always thought it. Just read I saw it. Read the book instead. It's on YouTube uh, for free, I think, now. Watch it. I mean, it's not. It wasn't a bad watch. Not great. Let's say we don't get a lot of fantasy movies like that. Uh, Aragon. Aragon. Oh. 
it's par with Beast Ma- I mean, it really kind of is better. Master Universe, no. Again, the Master Universe is also a specific thing. There, There's not really any fantasy elements in that. They have there's, laser guns all over the place. There's not a lot of good fantasy movies. There's not even a lot of fantasy movies because they keep yeah. failing. Like, uh, Dragon Slayer. Not, not, not good. Mm. Like, maybe okay, Legionnaires. Like, I'd say Beastmaster wins because Beastmaster is more fun. Kodo and Podo. Yeah. Wizards is a... Uh, oh, Car- Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Eh, a little over Beastmaster. Yeah. Not much. Doesn't Wizards hold up very is... well, but fair. Legionnaires said Wizards, which is a cartoon, which uses rotoscoping and all this other stuff, and it was yeah. really weird, but that's... Yeah, so, oh. so think about that. The problem is, is that as we're starting to get into it, so for the longest time, Willow was the best fantasy movie. And I'm not going to take discussion. It was <laughs> right up until the point Fellowship of the Ring came out, and then it became second place, and it just got lower because, let's be honest, that whole trilogy is fucking amazing. Yeah. The problem is now we have had the peak before we've had a ton of it. I know that's what that's what's so sad. I'm looking for like okay. new new fantasy movies or you know stuff based on that, and there's not. It, 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 it's we're really sad. Have to put all the medieval stuff in there, but it's not really. I mean, do you yeah. count um, Chinese one, guarding the wall, demons, Matt Damon? Oh, I don't know which one that one, but no, I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to. But again, it's supposed to be not very good. That's the thing is, you know, the majority of them are not fucking good. Yeah, faces are hard to bring people in, so that's why it's like you know, if you want that stuff, much like when Firefly came out, if you want or uh, Serenity came out, if you want people to enjoy this stuff, go out and watch it. So, keep that in mind when you're looking at fantasy movies. Anyways, um, do you want to start with Willow or end with Willow? Are uh, we going to spoil it? No, let's not spoil it because it, it, it is just finished. Um, but we'll do it at the end. Right. Let's do it at the end because it'll probably be our last one. Um, Xander brings up something interesting that he says, some people just can't get over it not being like real life. And I'm like, I, I, I kind of get that point. But you know what I'm really interested in? Not real life. I don't want to watch TV shows about cop dramas or hospital dramas or any reality TV show based or off a rich people getting imprisoned by the very corrupt government for things that are overblown. Which one are you talking about? Andor. Oh, I didn't have a problem with Andor. I did because it's a little too fucking on too the much nose, right? You feel like that's fucking. What's happening potentially in the world a bit? Yeah, you can look at it there and see it. That's the shit I don't want to see. It's escapism. Yeah, uh, but there's like a lot of stuff I couldn't do because it's supposed to be like supposed to be really good. But I'm like I don't want to watch watch rich people well, treating other people like, like shitty, like Jack Ryan or something like that, where it's not it's real. It's it's in, it's set in a world like the real world, but it's not our day to day issues. It's like way different out there issues. Like yes. that's why NCS was so enjoyable. Sure, it's a cop drama, but it wasn't standard cop bullshit. It was very specific, often very crazy, you know, in adjacent world. Uh, Xander, I need to finish Andor too. I don't know that I want to. <laughs> uh, what's your first one that is not Willow? Do you have one that's not Willow? Willow. Okay, so let me go with mine. Um, we don't really have a choice. <laughs> okay. So I was watching the new National Treasure that's on Disney Disney Plus, and it's okay. It's almost over. We got like one or two more episodes to go, and it's not very 
national treasure-ish in a way that's you know there's all the conspiracy finding all the cool shit things going on less family friendly and more ya it very much it is very much it's a young adult um not a lot of you know relationship shit like that but it's there and it's okay i mean it's not a bad watch I mean, it's something to watch, but I mean, it's, I'm not going to rant about it. it gets, yeah, but you like watch stuff while you're doing stuff, so are you really watching it? Actually, I am watching it because I'm not at home when I watch it, because we watch it at Mizzy and Erica's. Okay. So uh, I actually... I'm going to watch stuff at work, Rant, but you watch it with <laughs> Mizzy and Erica. I retract my complaint, sir. Yeah. Um, and so, it's okay. So far, it's got the man rating of you know two point five. Not bad, not great. Yeah, but it's not, I haven't it's heard okay. anything good enough for me to go. I want to watch that next. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you would like it. Uh, but I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I would rather have that than more fucking reality TV show crap. Um, but why can't we just have both? The reality TV people can watch the one thing. We can watch the other thing. So um, my next thing is probably going to be Jack Ryan. I got that. I, I fucking love Jack Ryan. Uh, Xander, I started watching the rest of Bad Batch se- or started watching Re- Bad Batch season two, and I'm just not into it. I de- it's and I'm a big Star Wars fan, but Bad Batch just doesn't catch me. There's like no real plot a lot of times. It's just eh. I'm just like okay, but it's a quick thirty minutes. I can watch it while I'm you know doing something else, <laughs> and so I'm okay hey. with it. Hey, look, I'm not going to argue. I used to watch uh, fucking uh, Clone Wars while trying to hobby and just, yeah. It's just, it's just okay. Uh, I'm not as big into it as everybody else. Um, new Viking Valhalla came out, new season of that. It's on Netflix. So I'll be binge watching that as soon as I'm done with my last one, which I have three episodes ago. And oh. John. Theoretically, I have access to Netflix now because Banion has a password and he put it on the uh, TV. So I can try and watch like Prey, but more likely I will watch Boss Level first because I saw about that and I really want to see it. And I don't want to pay a fuck ton of money for it. Yeah. So we'll be able to get some of that going. You mean I just need to make time. Hulu, not Netflix. Hulu? Hulu, yes. Sorry. Yeah. We already had Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I just said that. Yeah. Yes, thank <laughs> you. yeah, you should watch Whatever. Prey. You'd, you'd like Prey. I don't pay for he put it on the TV so I could watch new things that I'm not paying for. Yeah. Hulu's got some pretty good stuff. I watch Dune, too. Fuck. Oh, yeah. And, um, so... I need to fire me so I can watch TV. <laughs> um, so I started watching, and John, you just have to cover your ears. I'm watching the last season of Walking Dead. And I'm like, okay, I've watched all the other seasons. It's been around. This is 11th season. It's the last season. I'm going to watch it and go through it. And, I, I mean, I still like it, but there's a problem with the way I like it. Good things started happening, and they started living happy lives, and the show got really fucking boring. <laughs> and I'm like, Look, I didn't like that episode or two. I only have, like, two or three episodes left in the season, but I'm glad it ended. Like, it's cool they're getting an ending. I have no problem with it. Like, But remember, my opinion is more of, I feel like you can only watch one series of humans fucking each other over the apocalypse, <laughs> and I chose Battlestar Galactica. I no longer have the mental capacity <laughs> to do another one. Correct. Because, I mean, there is it's, it's constant, which is a reason why I will never do or run a zombie apocalypse walking dead RPG, is because it's humans fucking over humans more than anything. 
yep. it's less about the zombies and more about everybody backstabbing and killing other humans. And I'm glad it's getting an ending. I'll be happy when it's ending. I like yeah. the story. I like the characters. There's characters in there I really like. They were cool. I'm glad it's ending and it'll be over. statement. A mediocre to bad ending is better than no ending. 100%. Even Wonderful. Game of Thrones. Hey, guess what? At least it fucking ended. Yeah. They didn't leave you on a cliffhanger. Which I'm really grateful they for. They didn't leave you like fucking Firefly. We're like, what? there's so much more. Oh, no. But at least they got the movie. So, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. And I'll be honest. That's the thing I think most with them shotgunning series out there. That's the biggest thing is people are going to get hard making series that don't have set endings into series one because they might not get a series season two because there's shotgun and stuff out there. Well, there, I mean, there are so many shows that are now just getting canceled right off the bat. Like one season, boom, done. Even if it does good, but it doesn't do good enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they don't have realistic expectations of it. No. I mean, if you look at something like uh at least so i came into angel late but at least it got an ending but you know joss reason said and i know he's persona non grata but he still said like hey look i chose there was i chose to change my series a bit to make it within this constraint to what the uh the the company wanted what fox wanted and they still canceled it you know he made it cheaper so they could have less sets and everything, and it costs less money, and they still canceled it. So it's going to become a problem. There's only so many ideas out there, only so many things that can be uh, made in TV series. I mean, you mentioned Neuromancer, what, last week, week before? Mm-hmm. And I actually saw a video where Adam Savage uh, was doing a question. He's like, he both wants to and doesn't want to see uh, Neuromancer turn into a TV show. This was before they announced it. Because, you know, are they going to do it right? Is it going to get one season and be fucking done? Is it going to get one season that's great, i.e. Altered Carbon, and then a season that, by all reports, is mediocre, and then get canceled? I didn't see second season Altered Carbon. It got mediocre reviews, and I don't have the time to watch mediocre. Um, I watched it, and it wasn't bad, but definitely not as best as the other ones. I would just watch the first season again, because it's super cool. Oh, so, yeah, 100%. So that's one of the things we're getting into, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, our, what we're going to talk about when we get to that, plays into that. Finish off what you got. Um, what else? There wasn't a lot. It says I, I've been binge watching that, and you know they're forty-five minute shows, and it's like twenty-four se- twenty-four episodes. So I've been doing that. I'm looking forward to yeah. Vikings Valhalla because I, I really like season seem to go away. Yeah, like those TV based ones, you don't need that much. You have a lot of filler. Just make a season like I love the BBC way of doing it. How long is the season? As long as you fucking need it to. <laughs> we don't have to do one a year. We can do season. We can do two seasons a year if we need to. Fuck it. We don't care. We can do eight, eight, eight episodes and go back and do eight episodes later in the se- later in the year. That's fine. You know, tell a good story in those seasons. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. And I hope they get to more of that. It, really, more than anything, streaming needs to change TV. We're still stuck in our old ways. We need to get it to evolve so that it's not just based off tradition. You know, I love the short eight to nine. I love when it's not just oh, eight episodes or six episodes. Like, give as many episodes as it fucking needs. 
right? Like um, Sherlock. As many episodes as it needs this season, then they're done. And come back later. What was that? What was the other thing? That was, oh, uh, finishing up season. I finished the season of... Or maybe I got one episode left. I haven't checked. Of um, Doom Patrol. Season hasn't been that great. But it's not bad. Let's be honest. At this point, I don't want to invest myself in anything DC until I see what James Gunn and all are planning. <laughs> and then we'll see. People keep telling me I need to give Path uh, a Peacemaker another try, but... It's just hard to. It's hard for me to even say or do any of that because like, I, I might really give it a second off. episode because I, the first episode really turned me off. There was some stuff there. I'm like, this is not funny ever. Yeah. Like parts were were parts were just like cringe. You know, when did humor become cringe? Spoiler: It was like the nine late nineties, early two thousands. That's so why I don't like a lot of modern comedies, you know? That's why I don't find Anchorman funny, because a lot of the, the the humor is cringe. But then when Tropic Thunder came out, I watched that. The humor isn't cringe. It's actually humor. It's a weird thing. There's a fine line. I mentioned that about She-Hulk. You know, they draw a line between cringe and actually being enjoyable. <laughs> they walk up to the edge of that line, look over, but they always step back. Yes, they did pretty good on that, that type of... Yeah comedy and so, issues. I mean, if you got nothing else, let's just talk about Willow. Um, um, no, I didn't have anything, but I mean, like I said, I'll have some stuff next week, more next week. Like I said, there, a lot of stuff just came I, out. Everything's on the downside. I can't guarantee I have anything new next week. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try. So, season ended of Willow. Yeah. Um, and spoiler free. Spoiler free, so we won't tell anybody about it. I will say this about this. It got better as the, the episodes went on. Um... It, I will agree, but I think I know the reason. Um, I also enjoyed it more the more it went on. Uh, I enjoyed some of the characters better. Um, what's the... Flash Thompson's character. Graydon. Great. I, he was one of my favorite characters in the whole series. He was the most enjoyable character from yes. start to finish. He, I even, even from the very beginning well, okay. to the very end, I liked him. Him, him and Willow. Yeah. And so, not... Here's what I say is I feel like this is two seasons put into one season to make there be a quasi ending at the end, just in case. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like the first couple of episodes were too slow versus how fast the later episodes were. Correct. They did go in a little bit faster and they and went through I a lot feel more. Like, and I, and I don't feel like there would have been a problem if it was this slow build the whole way through, but you would have needed two seasons to do it. But I wish it would have been, like someone mentioned, it feels like it needs another episode or two because the ending was a bit too fast. Yes, but the beginning was faster and cut out. So there's a bunch of stuff that could have cut out or made less. They could have truncated it. I think it would have felt like a more consistent series. So I think it's a little inconsistent, but not like horribly so. Uh, I do think I said this last week. I think their fight choreography got a little better. Uh, they do very much hand wave a couple things, but it doesn't super detract from the from the series. It very keeps with the um, style and look of yes the original show, the original movie. I I will say it doesn't follow its old rules all the way through. I think there's a point where they change things up about episode three or four because originally. So if you watched the Willow movie, 
it seems like people hurt when they do magic. It hurts. It takes energy. Yes. It seemed less so towards the end, and I liked that better. You know? Because it felt, the way everything else is working in the series, when Willow has to do something and it feels like it hurts him and all, it feels out of place. And then later, when it's not so much, it feels more appropriate. So it definitely ends a lot. Uh, I feel like the ending is much more enjoyable than the beginning, but the beginning's not bad. There's parts you like. There's characters you're going to hate that you end up liking a little bit at the end. <laughs> um, overall, I enjoyed it. I hope they get a second season. I do, too. Um, I think it has a lot of good potential. I really, really think that it has some good potential to be a really good fantasy yeah. series. It wasn't... And people got to stop thinking this is not going to be, you know, this this has to be Lord of the Rings trilogy quality fantasy or no. it's shit. And I think no. that people are just pushing that too far right now. Yeah. Because can't, this was good. It can't all be the fucking S tier. Pinnacle, yeah. <laughs> the pinnacle of fantasy. It can't. Can't be. There's this no way. This is solid fantasy. Solid TV Enjoyable. show fantasy. Want to see where it goes? Yep. Uh, enjoyed. I mean... There's a couple characters you don't like for part of it. That's part of their character development. I feel like the characters who got big development got big development. All the characters got some development. Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody except, had a chance to shine. Except Willow, and I think he actually deserves some. And I don't want to spoil what it is. I mean, I could spoil what it is, but I don't want to spoil what it is. Yeah. Um, but there's a thing he keeps saying that I think needs to be his character development. But no, I enjoyed the crap out of it. It has the same sort of family-friendly feel. You want to say YA, but it's not... I mean, yeah, they're 20-somethings. We're, we're in our 40s and 50s. It's fucking 20-somethings are YA to us. Sorry. Well, the thing it's is, it wasn't... really YA. It, it, it's it's it wasn't, adults making adult things, but it, they're adults coming into their own. And it wasn't like it was C, CHW, you know, CW type, you know... No. Cringy romance crap where that's all the story was about. It was appropriate. It was drama. Yeah. It was drama. And some people equate drama to YA, and that's not always true. You know? Uh, I think if you're vaguely interested in it, give it a chance. I enjoyed it. I was just watching the movie first to re-familiarize yourself with the sort of tone. Because it follows the, the tone and style. Because it follows that tone and style very much, where it's kind of sometimes very whimsical and silly, and sometimes serious as a heart attack. Oh, yeah. But not... It's not too serious. I will say that I enjoyed the characters. I hated the princess through almost all of it until near the end because she was a spoiled little brat. But that's what they're pointing. That's her thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's her thing. thing. I mean, no fault of the character, no fault of the actress. Let me get that straight. It's yeah. just if I was around that character role playing, or you know, if I was living next to that character, I would just like want to punch her in the face because it was uh I mean, what what term do you want us to not use, Banyan? YA? What term? <laughs> Be specific. Yes. But I mean, I enjoyed it. Everything was fine. Uh, it's Lord one of those stories where, like, uh, I mean, fair, but, I mean, it's pretty serious. Got you to take notice, right? Um, Just saying. <laughs> um, not making light of it. It's uh, fucking serious. All right. Anyways. Um, train of thought. I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was good yeah. fun. I thought it it's was not one like it knew where it's supposed like, to be. Oh, I have to watch the next episode right now. 
but when you watch the next episode, you're like, man, I really enjoyed that. I, I, I would like to see the next episode. But it's not like, you know, some of those series where you're like, you see the episode, like, I fucking have to the next episode now. Yes. It's never that. No. It's actually one that I think benefited from the weekly format. Because yes. it's it's a perfect weekly series. You're like, okay, I enjoy this, but I don't feel like I have to see it. Like, Stranger Things, season one. You get that with episode, like, I fucking must see the next episode now. Yes. You know? It's not that, but enjoyable. Uh, I'm going to give it one space therapy, maybe one and a half. I'll say one. I, I'm pretty much the same way. Like I said, this is not the pinnacle, and it shouldn't be, but this is good fantasy. It's good solid story. quality. Solid There's quality. There's room for improvement. Yes, there but, is. But it's not, you know, it's not bad. The people that are shitting on it, I was like, don't you remember? Because if you go back and you watch Willow, you're like, holy shit. This is an exact copy yeah. of and everything. Honestly, it feels very much like a standard D&D party to a point. Yes. Some people were dramatic, some people were you know, doing silly stuff. And fucking Borman is Spencer Wilkins' character from fucking <laughs> any of my campaigns being shady as fuck through the entire thing. Sorry for the little spoiler there. Borman is amusing. He's, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out of this world the way I came in, <laughs> butt naked and screaming. <laughs> yeah. I laughed so hard at that. Yeah, he is. He is a good. He's enjoyable in there. He's, he, he's one of those are my two top two uh, characters that I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed their time on scene more than anybody else. I mean, else. but fucking, can we also say, just because this isn't said enough, uh, my train of thought, Warwick Davis fucking killed it. Oh, he's he's always great. He, he fucking killed it. Like, you don't expect it to be like, this feels like an older, wiser Willow. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the guy who played uh, Graydon, who played Fast Thompson in the, Star- in the uh, Spider-Man movies, was great also. Like, so I'm not the anything we're about. Hold on, hold on. Wait, what? Xander Ford says while talking about some things that are cringeworthy, Megaforce. I saw this movie on TV and thought it was cool. I'm I was young. Now I look at it and think it looks like a 70s, 80s fever. <laughs> Sir, are you disparaging Megaforce? Megaforce is fucking <laughs> awesome. Yes, it's a product of its time, but it's very much fucking all. It is enjoyable from start to finish. Even if it is, you're like, holy shit, are they doing this? Let me steer this motorcycle flying with the front handlebar. (laughs) Don't fuck with Brian Blossick. Brian Blossick's got power. (laughs) When a man's named Ace Hunter, he can do what he wants. I just, I I look at, because I I always picture that scene, him flying that motorcycle and steering it with the handlebars doing a wheelie. Xander must have missed it when I did my first review on, on uh, Megaforce, because I watched it late. So it was one of those things where I had a couple Hot Wheels. They were fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I kept seeing the fucking ads and comic books, but I never got a chance to see it until, like, a couple years ago. And, man, it both lives up to and doesn't live up to the expectations in every way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robot... Oof, robot jocks. Robot jocks. Um, Unfortunately, we're out of time. I can't talk about robot jocks. <laughs> we're actually two minutes over. So, guys, we appreciate you coming out and watching more than dice. Um, guys, we're going to go ahead and send you to the Pyro Club. Hopefully, they're not uh, on break again. But They probably are. They probably are, knowing us. Um, guys, 
we really appreciate you listening and watching and hanging out with us. Uh, we we do this because it's fun and enjoyable. Uh, it's our Sunday night. We love ranting and we love talking about subjects. Like I said, if you're interested in coming on, just let us know. We'll bring you on. Uh, if you're the topic you want us to cover, we'll cover it. If there's a product you want us to review, we'll review it. Um, not on break. Um, guys, I'm John. please take care of yourself. Please watch after each other. We love you. From Will Dice, I'm Gonzo. Still John. He's still John. Good night. Good applause, I move, I quote. I'm just John. I'm Sizer Cozy. <laughs> <laughs>